guests and visitors joining us on this beautiful, if not very windy day that the Lord has made at <laughs> We've come to the fourth Sunday of Easter now, and according to the historic lectionary, this Sunday's name is Jubilate, which is Latin, of course, for those first words as we find them in the Antwoord, make a joyful shout to God. And that kind of stands as a bit of a contrast to the gospel lesson, which we will hear this day, and to which the picture of the bulls kind of tips the hat, because we're going to be speaking of both joy and sorrow, or rather hearing of those things in the readings. And so, with that in mind, I'll turn your attention to the Focused on Christ section on the inside and the back cover of your bulletin, where we do have a summary of our readings this day. The people of God are pilgrims and sojourners in this world, looking ahead to a destination yet to come. Though we are now children of God, the fullness of what we shall be has not yet been revealed. We are those who wait on the Lord. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him, here in Lamentations 3. Jesus tells us that the wait is just a little while. A little while we will see me no longer, and again a little while we will see me. Though you must experience sorrow for a time, though you must live as strangers in a world that is at enmity with Christ, yet your sorrow will be turned to joy when he returns. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength, we hear from Isaiah. The little while of weeping shall be replaced with an eternity of rejoicing in the presence of Christ the crucified and risen Savior, and no one will take your joy. Our service this day is the office of Matthews as it begins on page 219. We now sing the first hymn. The Old Testament reading for the fourth Sunday of Easter is from Isaiah chapter 40. To whom then will you compare me that I should be like him, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and see who created these. He who brings out their hosts by number, calling them all by name, by the greatness of his might, and because he is strong in power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to faith. And to him who has no mind, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. <laughs> The epistle is from 1 Peter, chapter 2. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme, or to governors, as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. Servants, 
be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust. For this is a gracious thing when, mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it if, when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if, when you do good and suffer for it, you endure? This is a gracious thing in the sight of God. The Lord have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Jesus said, A little while, and you will see me no longer. And again, a little while, and you will see me. So some of his disciples said to one another, What is this that he says to us? A little while, and you will not see me. And again, a little while, and you will see me. And because I am going to the Father, so they were saying, What does he mean by a little while? They do not know what he is talking about. Jesus knew they wanted, that they wanted to ask him. So he said to them, Is this what you were asking yourselves? What I meant by saying, A little while you will not see me. Again, a little while you will see me. Truly, truly, I say to you, You will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish or joy that a human being has been born into the world. So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. The Lord have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Mercy and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear saints in Christ Jesus, the disciples, well, they were confused. They were sad. Having shared one last Passover meal and having instituted his holy supper, Jesus departed the upper room with his disciples. By the light of the moon, he walked and talked with them on the way to Gethsemane. That is what is going on in the context of our gospel lesson this day. Jesus told his disciples exactly what was going to happen. He said, a little while and you will see me no longer, and again a little while and you will see me. Knowing that they were confused by his words, the Lord said, truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. Then to further illustrate his point, he says this, when a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come, but when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. See, Jesus knew that his disciples would have plenty of reason for sorrow, and that that would come quite soon. For soon he would be taken from them. He would be arrested, mocked, beaten, spit upon, blasphemed, flogged by the Romans, and nailed to the tree of the cross. And then after all of this, buried in a borrowed tomb. The sorrow of his disciples would be immense, and the unbelieving world, well, they would rejoice at all these things. However, Jesus also told them that it would not be like this forever. He said, you will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. Now, what cause for joy could there possibly be after all of this darkness and 
death after the disciples had betrayed their Lord and let him be arrested. <laughs> well, on this fourth Sunday of Easter, you already know. The dawn of Easter morning would reveal that the Son of God had risen from the grave, living and victorious over death and hell. After all the pain and anguish the disciples would experience leading up to and through the events of Good Friday, what lie beyond it is Easter triumph, Easter joy. Just as a mother birthing her child suffers through pain and anguish, only to have a turn to joy that her child has been born into the world, so would it be for the disciples on Easter. So also you have sorrow now, Jesus said, but I will see you again. Your hearts will rejoice. And no one will take your joy from you. This is a blessed promise that we need to hold on to firmly in our hearts and minds as well. And the reasons why are largely the same as the disciples on that night which Jesus was betrayed. Pain, anguish, guilt and shame, despair and death, temptation and oppression. We experience all these and more as we sojourn through the wilderness of this world on our journey to the promised land of eternal paradise. These things are normal for us. We see sin and its effects everywhere. Sickness, disease, death, hatred, division between neighbors, wars, rumors of wars, famine, Perverse evil deeds done boldly in the light of day. It's well established now that in our country, evil is called good and it is celebrated. And good is called evil and it is contested. Moral depravity and mental illness are seen everywhere. All of these things, effects of the fall, effects of sin. However, sin and its effects are not just seen around us and in our culture. We ourselves speak words that we wish we could take back. We've done things that we wish we could undo, and then there are things, of course, that were left undone that we most certainly ought to have done. We sin against our neighbors, and we ourselves are sinned against. We hear and we see unrighteous things, things which are not fitting for the children of God, and even worse, we repeat them to others as entertainment, spoken aloud, and written in message. St. Peter warns us of this today, even as he did our spiritual forebears when he said, Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Our thoughts, our words, our deeds are tainted by sin. Though we are God's baptized people, set apart as his holy Israel, his holy nation, we often, to our shame, resemble the pagan unbelievers that we live amongst. O Lord, have mercy upon us. O Lord, forgive us our sins and iniquities. Like the disciples who watched from afar as Jesus was crucified, nailed to the cross, we are horrified by our sin and its terrible cost. And yet, despite all of these things which we feel like a crushing weight at times, we do have reason to give cause to rejoice. In fact, that is the very theme of this fourth Sunday of Easter, Ubalache Sunday. Now, what can give us reason to rejoice as we walk through this valley of the shadow of death? Well, dear saints, it is the same reason that God's people have always had for rejoicing. God's awesome deeds of salvation toward us, the sons of men. Dear saints, when we look to Christ on the cross, it's true that we see the steep cost of our sin. But we also see the incredible riches of God's mercy and love towards sinners, His steadfast love and patience and kindness. For a little while, the disciples did not see Jesus as his body was wrapped in burial cloths, placed into a spiced tomb. However, a little while later, 
Pastor, hey, that's great, you know, but where does that leave us until Jesus comes again? Remember that the promised Holy Spirit has come. Indeed, your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. All of you baptized who have received him. God always keeps his promises. For in your baptism, you receive the Holy Spirit as a seal and guarantee of your own resurrection. Christ Jesus is present with us exactly how and where he is promised to be. In his holy word, baptism, absolution, and in his holy supper. Mercy. Christ Jesus has given us these outward things, these visible signs of his very real presence among us. And these ways which your good shepherd has chosen, speaks to you. That you would hear and know his voice and cling to him in faith and hope. He has washed you clean of your sin and chosen you as his own, calling you by name. He speaks forgiveness and peace to your guilt-stricken conscience, and he cleanses you of your shame. So also he feeds you himself, his very body and blood, in and under bread and wine, as he feeds it to us in his holy supper. And all of this to forgive you your sins, to sustain you, to strengthen you, to console you. All this he does, day in and day out, in his holy Christian church, as he draws you ever closer to the promised land of paradise. Dear saints, dear sheep of the Good Shepherd, Christ is with you, and Christ is for you. Remember his word, receive his merciful forgiveness and his blessed means, and rejoice in his promise. You will have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. Amen. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. The peace of God which passes understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Almighty God, you show those that err the light of your truth, so that they may return to the way of righteousness. Grant faithfulness to all who are admitted to the fellowship of Christ's church that they may avoid whatever is contrary to their confession, and follow all such things as are pleasing to you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Ted Phillips, 
asking for everything in the name of Christ our mediator until the last day, when we will ask for nothing. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. In gratitude for all of his mercies and tender care, which are new every morning, that God would receive the offerings of our hands and voices, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Lord God, your fatherly goodness, you allow your children to come under your chastening rod to conform us to your only begotten Son, here in suffering honor and hereafter in glory. Comfort us with your Holy Spirit in all temptations and afflictions that we would not despair, but trust continually in your Son's promise that our trials will endure but a little while and then be followed by eternal joy. Grant that we would overcome all evil and patient hope and at last obtain eternal salvation. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Well, again, welcome and good morning to you on this beautiful, blustery day. Careful not to blow away when you leave uh, church today, whatever that may be. Uh, first, just a word of thanks, and I extended this word of thanks also in the newsletter today. Uh, the, the doxology conference, which I attended this last week, was a wonderful opportunity for me. I pray that it continues to be approved. It is, of course, the first of a three-conference series that pastors have available to them to uh, continue in a secondary level education, uh, not just for pastors, but also as uh, the future sessions come along for a couple of lay leaders and for my wife as we have opportunity to have a continue on over the next uh, 12 to 18 months uh, as my schedule allows for the day those different events. So I thank you uh, for um, providing that for me. Looking ahead at the calendar, of course, we have Sunday School and Bible Study today immediately after worship. This Wednesday, our Lutheran Confession Study Group at 9 o'clock in the morning, and on Thursday at 8 p.m. is Church Council. And also, do not forget an exciting opportunity next Sunday, as we will have a celebration of the school year and early school and all that the Lord has accomplished during that time. Uh, we also have a carry-in dinner for that day, so please note that. Uh, look forward to that. I love the potluck. I tell you what, even in the early church, right, after they were done with prayers and with receiving the Lord's body and blood, and they all got done, guess what? It just kind of overflowed into a great day, as we would know it today, pop So it's biblical. So I look forward to seeing you next Sunday for that. That's going to be after Bible study. Uh, and then also, uh, very important, the BBS registration deadline uh, is coming up. Now, BBS itself will be May 30th through uh, Tuesday. May 30th through Friday, June 2nd. There's no cost, um, but the registration deadline is May 8th. Now, May 7th is next week, so technically have eight days. Uh, so please get the registration into Danielle Deitch. Um, that's correct. Okay. It's good. Okay. I didn't want to misspeak. Uh, if you have any questions, please talk to Danielle. She'll be happy to help you. We're looking forward to it this year. It's, uh, it's going to be a good time. Anything that I may have missed? Right, God's peace be with you as we continue through this little while and that our Lord's blessing, our Lord's gifts and forgiveness go with us until that day that He calls us to His eternal presence. I'll greet you at the door.